It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and wow, (laughs) you know, we got one more day during this week. It's a Thursday today, and... Hey, hey, Noel, I'm in here stretching out, uh, getting ready for the uh, stretch down the line for Friday tomorrow. How are you doing, my friend? I like to call it Friday Junior. It makes it seem a little bit closer to the weekend. <laughs> Man, I tell you, hey, hey, Noel, we got some fantastic uh, guests in here tonight. And uh, uh, You ever heard of the word Good Samaritans? Most definitely. Man, we got two, two great Good Samaritans in here that's going to tell us a lot about what they're doing and how they are helping uh our great communities and uh you know just bringing love and happiness to everybody and we need that's what's important james we, we always need that and uh i tell you uh listen to the audience if you want to be part of the conversation that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. again that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. today uh, we're going to talk about, just like what I just mentioned uh, to Noah, uh, we're going to talk about uh, a Good Samaritan and in this uh, Good Samaritan of the Temecula Valley. <laughs> Temecula Valley. And for a, a lot of my listening audience that do not know anything about Temecula, I think it's one of the best cities in the United States of America, Amen. at least in the top five or six. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, so... Uh, I got my co-host here, Michelle Cooley, uh, who is always here. I got my uh, show contributor, Chuck Trenoni. You know, so uh, we just going to bring it today. So everybody needs to sit back and grab at least three bags of popcorn (laughs) 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 because that's how it's going to be today. We're going to bring it and we're going to talk about joy. We're going to talk about uh, giving. We're going to talk about feeding uh, many of our Americans that in need of help, whether that's uh, uh, senior community, whether that's uh, uh, military families, uh, whether that's that's anyone that's in, in need. And these two uh, great uh, guests is going to tell us uh, what they're doing. You know, so uh, we're going to get this started. So, how, how you been doing today, Chuck? Doing great, JC. I'm doing good. How are you, Michelle, today? Man, you know, been busy. Man, been busy. Michelle had to go get her uh, a new military uh, dependence ID, and so <laughs> we had to travel to Baboa. We we gonna get this thing started. Hey Chuck, can you tell uh, our listening audience uh, a little bit about uh, uh, the show today? Yes, I can. Um, tonight's show is realizing and recognizing there are good Samaritans in every community. It's appreciating the importance of community service and helping others in need. It's learning how food, family, and personal service continues to bring love and goodwill. And it's the marvelous story of the Good Samaritan Food Pantry of Temecula Valley, California, and the two outstanding people behind it. Yes. Yes, I want. That's what we're going to talk about today. Michelle, can you tell them uh, about our, our first uh, guest? Yes, Miss Terry Sue Parker. Terry Sue Parker began her career of community service in Lincoln City, Oregon, where she raised two daughters and hosted a local TV show, Wake Up Lincoln City. Her messages on the show combined with her community service resulted in her being nominated for Women of the Year. Then in 1977, she was Mrs. Lincoln City, Mrs. Physical Fitness, Mrs. Congeniality, and Mrs. Community Service. Now, after marrying her husband, Dr. Bruce Parker, and moving to Temecula, she has found her place making a difference in community service. When COVID began to close the city, her first concern was seniors. After seeing the long lines in the grocery, she thought how are seniors that are at risk and cannot leave their home going to eat? 
Being a woman of action, she immediately made a sign and planted it in front of her front yard next to a big box, and Operation Temecula Food Drive began. Reaching out to local businesses, she received her first charitable donation from a loving Chamber of Commerce member, which validated the need for OTFD. Since then, she has fed hundreds of isolated seniors, cancer patients, wounded veterans, and families at risk. Her service was noticed by California Assembly member of the 75th District, Marie Walden, who recognized her as being a COVID-19 community hero. Now OTFD has officially become a nonprofit organization, Good Samaritan Community Food Pantry. Besides serving the isolated seniors and families at risk, she wanted them to have a wonderful 2020 holiday season and following her message, live, love, give. She launched a successful Adopt-A-Senior Family Program for Thanksgiving and Christmas this program has contributed a new spark of love within Temecula Valley. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, probably presents Mrs. Terry Sue Parker. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the show, Terry Sue. How are you Thank doing you. today? Well, great. With an introduction like that, I'm in tears already. So not, <laughs> <laughs> I need Kleenex, please. <laughs> so uh, the passion is still there 13 months after starting it. So oh, yeah. thank you for that great introduction. But like I said, um, I don't really uh, feel like a hero. I, I've, I read the definition of a hero when I, was, when I was awarded that recognition, and it said a person who goes into the into the flames and they don't run away from it and um then i said okay i can i can handle that part because um that's kind of exactly what i did i didn't i was in a grocery store and i saw a little 80 year old lady that had tears in her eyes and the world had changed that day it was absolutely um they were scared to death people were hoarding and the baskets were overflowing with toilet paper and i saw one actually get knocked over and i left my basket went home and i yelled up to my husband i'm starting a food bank i'm starting a food pantry and it, he just goes okay <laughs> Yes. Hey, Terry Sue, can you tell our listening audience a little bit uh, about you and, and where you grew up? Um, actually, I think that's kind of where my um, work ethic and where my um, my giving and my caring and helping others came from was the way I was raised. I was raised in a little small farm in Deaver Connor, Oregon. So I grew up on a farm where we raised our own food. We um, had to do chores. We uh, my actually picked strawberries, um, and my parents would match it for our school clothes. So I grew up very humble and on a farm where, like I said, we grew all our own food. We um, canned every year. Um, it was a very strong family. I uh, went to church every Sunday. And also, um, during that time, it was like the perfect childhood. You know, with a horse, I rode my horse, I rode my bike to school. It was an hour and a half bus ride to my high school. So long story short, all that changed when I was um, 15 and we were on a vacation in Oregon to, or in uh, Tucson, Arizona to see my grandfather for his last, um, for his last holiday. And uh, I lost my mom and that changed my life forever. So I came back without her on that vacation. Terry Sue, um, you hosted Wake Up Lincoln City. <laughs> That's you, the happy story. <laughs> can you tell us about that gig? Um, actually, I started out, I was just telling um, James and Michelle earlier that I was actually waitressing and I was waiting on one of my regulars, which was the owner of Ocean Lake Broadcasting at the time. And he said, you know, if you ever get tired of serving uh, food, you'd be great in marketing and sales. Why don't you come see me at Ocean Lake Broadcasting? I went in the next day and it changed my life forever. So I said, well, you told me to come in and interview. Here I am. And from there, um, I started out as an account executive. So... I had a few accounts to go to and would go around and sell advertising ads. And then I started writing the ads. And then we had a little TV station upstairs, and it was uh, Wake Up Lincoln City. And the host had stepped down, and they said, we need a new host. We think you'd be perfect for it. And behind the camera just happened to be where I should be because it was uh, it was a lot, a lot of community service. It was a lot of um, – it was a platform to do really good things. Terry Sue, this is Chuck. Hi, Chuck. Hi. In 1977, you had one amazing year. What was it like to be recognized as Miss Lincoln City, Miss Physical Fitness, Mrs. Congeniality, and Mrs. Community Service all in one year? 
uh, it was overwhelming, but actually it was the best. I say that 1997 was the best year of my life because I involved my children in everything that I did. So I had the platform being at the Ocean Light Broadcasting to do something good. And so I did as many appearances and community services as I could. I even interviewed a whale. So that being said, um, I was nominated for um, Mrs. Lincoln City. I went on to the Mrs. Oregon pageant and um, also was nominated. The most special one was that it was a professional woman working a professional woman working in a place of business as a mom with two kids and um so it was uh it was a huge honor and i used it for good i used it to help others actually and i had the platform to do it so i went with it wow you have lived and still living (laughs) a very interesting life you know so you know we're gonna take a station break but we're gonna come back okay we're gonna continue to talk with Terry Sue, but we're going to bring on Dr. Bruce Parker and get a chance to know a little bit about him and bring both of them on at the same time. It's your life from James Coley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, I, I, I tell you, we, we, we're having so much fun, and we just started. <laughs> you know, I, I saw the excitement uh, with, with Terry Sue, and, uh, you know, I tell you, we, so you know we got a lot more of that coming. But, uh, Michelle, I... I want to. I want you to introduce our next guest. Tell us a little bit about the it. legend. Yes, <laughs> Dr. Bruce Parker. Dr. Bruce's background features forty-three years of a consistent excellence in highly visible, responsible roles. He developed a small change of thirteen chiropractic clinics and then began teaching other chiropractors how to develop their own clinics, following the procedures he developed to maintain his own clinics. Dr. Bruce retired from practice in 2010 and since then has authored three books. His book, The Turnaround, became a number one bestseller on Amazon for Business. He is continually active with the Good Samaritan Food Pantry, maintaining the corporate books and making food deliveries. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Dr. Bruce Parker. Welcome to the show, Dr. Parker. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for the welcome. Wow. You know, I tell you, uh, this uh, reading your background, looking you up a little bit. We did. We did. Very, very impressive. Yeah, it's freaky to walk in here and you're telling me all these things that you know about me and I just <laughs> met you. <laughs> you know, so can you tell us uh, a little bit more about your background and where you grew up? Well, I grew up in San Diego and uh, the background, you know, when. That's a loaded question. Uh, my father owned a trucking company. I grew up, you know, with a family business and the trucking company. And one thing I learned as I was growing up is I did not want to be 
A trucker. So, <laughs> all I remember is three him walking up and down the hallways at three, four in the morning. You know, hearing you know, with some truck broke down up in some other country, and and so I just never really saw that that was what I wanted to do. And um, my answer was uh, brought to me a few years later when I started having some uh, physical ailments and uh, discovered that uh, I went to um, different types of you know traditional doctors and. Uh, they wanted to do surgery on me, and I wasn't really ready for that. And I ran across a guy who was um, he was forty three years old. He had 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 polio, and uh, he was he was said he was on his deathbed. And uh, and a chiropractor came into the hospital and uh, found nerve interference, released it, and the next day he said he woke up. He says he. You know, um, just kind of like I started to say a word I probably shouldn't say. So <laughs> he was better. <laughs> anyway, he said. Anyway, long story short, is, is the next morning he said he felt he was alive again, and uh, and then he went ahead and found out what what, what happened, and became a chiropractor. And um, I ended up going to him one day with uh, some challenges I was having, and uh, in that situation. Excuse me, Dr. Parker. I just was wondering, I'm continuing your story. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but did you always want to be a chiropractor? When did you determine that you were going to be a chiropractor? Actually, um, through my relationship with Dr. Bush, um, I was uh, I, I had a business two doors down. I had a stereo business. I thought I was going to be the stereo king. I was going to have a and, – uh, and so I helped doing some uh, multimedia for him. And uh, he was, uh, you know, telling his patients the, the story, and he created a presentation, and and I got, you know, I did some of the hardware, you know, with him, and and uh, and got really interested in the whole concept. In fact, the idea that health comes from inside, health instead of outside, uh, is a great concept. The idea that the body is designed to heal itself versus having to take a pill, potion, or lotion, or or eliminate organs, you know, to get healthy. That the body is designed perfectly. And when it's organized and functioning, it actually will express its natural expression, which is health. And that's when I got hooked. Dr. Parker, what were the joys and challenges in teaching other chiropractors how to develop their own clinics? A loaded question, too. (laughs) (laughs) They all are. The the challenge is this. Chiropractors, like myself, we have a passion to help people. And we don't want to be held up by the business. We don't want to start dealing like, you know, asking for money. It's like, I shouldn't have to ask for money. I just want to help you. I want to serve you. And unfortunately, to be in the ability to serve the the masses, you got to have a business that's functioning. You can't uh, be there to serve if you can't eat and drive your car and and pay the rent and and pay for your employees. So um, my frustration became that a lot of people didn't really want to have to worry about the business part. They just wanted to think about how do I see more patients? How do I help more people? And so my love was when I got somebody and I got them focused into realizing that there's an exchange in life. You know, we call it the universal law of exchange that you you can't receive unless you give. When they understand that they run their business, their practice like a business, people come in, understand why they're there. They want the services and they pay for them. Um, then the business works so the doctor can be there the next day and the patient gets better because he's engaged. Wow. You know, that's, that's great. I- uh, listen, audience, you already heard the introduction. Now i got to bring both of them oh, no. on at the same time <laughs> because they are doing so much greatness uh, in, in their communities. And uh, we're going to talk about that one because it's, it's all about giving. It's all about serving. It's all about caring. It's all about bringing joy uh, to uh, someone's life. So we're going to talk about the Good Samaritans of <laughs> Tamekler. And uh, m- my question to you. Uh, we're going to start with you first, Terry, is where did you learn the importance of community service and helping others out? Um, I'd have to say for my parents, I have to give them 100 percent the way I was brought up in Oregon. Um, you know, we were brought up um, not really in a political or not really, um, you know, we don't see color. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about money at the dinner table. It is a time to um, give back, help your neighbor on May Day, take them flowers, respect your elders, open the doors, ask for permission, um, do your chores. You're not entitled to anything. You work for it. So um, if you give in the if you give 
somehow it always comes you actually get back more than when you gave so it's the way that i was raised wow you know until uh since you started this i know i i heard you and bruce talking we went to bruce and asked him about uh uh, helping somebody starting the food bank can you tell us a little bit about your the operation temecla i'm talking about the good samaritan well it started um i was in home care lost my job march 13th craziness happened and i had a passion for seniors and what i did is when i came home i um i said if you can't do what you're doing, do what you can. And I'm a kind of put your feet on the ground and take action, not go hide under the bed and wait and see what everybody else is doing. I knew it had to be big. I knew that there was going to be, from knowing his mom so well at 95, they were going to be scared in their home, not able to go online and order Instacart because they have no technology whatsoever at that age. There's there's veterans that are too proud to ask. There's families out there at risk. Um, so I thought, well, how can I get it to them? I can't really have them come to my house or can I and so I just put a sign up in my front yard and um, put a red bin out and I started posting need donations need food need food and it's kind of all just the community surrounded us with love we went on this thing called next door and the 30 neighbors around us in South Temecula Every day we opened our door, there was food lining up out the door. So we were using our fridge. Well, time went by. We needed a fridge. We needed a freezer. We needed another fridge. We needed another freezer. So the chamber would come. A realtor would come. So now we have four, five refrigerators, three freezers. We're almost out the garage. And the giving just kept coming. So uh, what was the question? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, no, you answered. But so it, it was Operation Temecula Food Drive, and that started out actually when I got that recognition from uh, Marie Walden. It was just a table with a bunch of cans. And our very first donation came from um, someone from the chamber, and it was a turkey and kind of all the fixings. And then the donations got bigger. And then I noticed that um, I had maybe five isolated seniors. And I, got a, and I left a little note. This food is safe. You can eat it. We just wanted to maybe lift you up to today or help you up we heard that you know you're on rough times you're afraid to come out and i left my phone over got a phone call the next day and said who is this are you an angel and i said oh no i'm not an angel i think maybe a vessel and she went on she had prayed and i swear she had prayed the night before she was wanted to make lemon bars for veterans that were at home and she was ran out of flour it was off the shelves she had no lemons and she walked out the one time she goes out of her house the week and there were lemons and flour in that delivery and she said oh my gosh that was from god i prayed for this and that's a story that stuck with my husband that just went she's we're going to do this and every time we got a donation i'd yell up donation and he'd look down from upstairs and go he saw tears in my eyes and he would get kind of teared up going look what this community's doing they're surrounding us and our neighbors with love and food for their neighbors wow strangers you know, strangers it, actually it, it, it is you know uh all of this and i, I saw you on television about uh, a month ago <laughs> abc7 <laughs> abc7 thank you I, I saw you i saw you on television hey bruce Okay, so when you guys start growing like this, and, and as you mentioned, uh, there is no room in no the garage. No more man cave. <laughs> no more man cave. It never was. And, and you guys are continue uh, to grow. Um, what is what is uh, your expectation? How are you guys going to store? Because you're getting more and more people that you're serving, and you're going to need uh, more room. How, what is your plan for that? Well, the plan for me just was a natural, uh, organic thing. We wanted. To she help. was. Uh, she was so excited, as you probably have recognized. She's got <laughs> a little bit of energy. She came home and she wrote this sign out: "Operation Temecula Food Drive," and she spelled the word Temecula wrong. wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> she was. Me. She was so excited just to get it going. She just didn't really care. She just wanted to get it out there. And so after you know the the story about the woman with the uh, flower and the other people we were meeting, I got so touched by the the giving of our community and the and, and the wanting to serve people calling us up and I, and I and about 2 months into it I said man you know um we're, we're running out of space and uh I better make this into a real business you know because you know, I didn't, I that's my back, that's my background you know is the it. fact that <laughs> is that uh is the fact that I I've, I've been in business and uh, and so I decided to you know to Create a um five zero three one C five zero three one C it's five zero one C three always confusing all those letters five zero one C three nonprofit a nonprofit organization and then rename it and then uh, and then change the name and uh, the name came to me is like we're, we're kind of like Good Samaritans and we so, looked up the name Good Samaritan and it was about the traveler that got beaten and all of his clothes taken and, off and and you guys are 
great Samaritans. <laughs> you know, but you know, we're we, we going to have to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue to talk to these two great Samaritans. It's your life from James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And, you know, Noah, the gift of giving, man. Mm -hmm. Probably no greater gift, James. (laughs) <laughs> I know, just like I always say, uh, you always clocking in. This is your time. I'm dialed in, man. I, I have to tell you, the fact that we actually have a professional chiropractor in the house actually excites me, and I'll tell you why. I don't know if you knew this about me, but I had headaches, migraine headaches, probably every day for about eight months straight back many years ago. And doctors couldn't figure it out. Neurologists couldn't figure it out. They tried to send me to a chiropractor. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is going to work because I had my stigmas in my head. Uh, long and the short is about six months later, after regularly going to the to the chiropractor, I was cured of these migraines. So my question, actually, for Doctor Parker, is: I know you've heard some of these stigmas out there about chiropractics over the years. What have you told people to educate them to get them to to realize that there's so many benefits of this great practice? That's a great question because that seems to be the uh, the question of the day for most people. Um, it's it's I, I, being honest. I got a little bit cynical for a while because people would come up and 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 start challenging me right right off the bat, you know, for who I what I was, what I did, and all those things. And finally, one reason I one day I said to myself, "Well, they don't really know what they're against. They're just following, you know, uh, the the." The population, the population sure. has their their challenges, and so I started taking saying something. People would say these things like, they ask me a question, whatever it might be, and say, "What? How do you do about this? What do you do about that?" And I says, "Well, I don't do anything about it." They go, "What do you mean by that?" I go, "Well, basically, the body's designed to heal, and my job is to find out what's stopping it from healing. And and, and there's interference in your body. My job is to, just to restore your body to normal function, and it'll heal itself." And people would look at me like I was, you know, you know. Smoking the drapes, whatever they would say at times, you know, like, who's this guy speaking like this? But after a while, just telling people that story that your your body's designed to be healthy. It just needs to have the freedom within. It needs to be functioning with inside. The nervous system needs to be functioning, and and, and all the organs need to be working in, in, in unison. Um, we call it homeostasis when your body's in in balance, and then therefore, when your body's in balance, your health will be in balance, and you'll express health. And everything is connected, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terry Sue. Yes. Um, <laughs> what communities and types of people do you serve and what communities do you deliver food to? Um, that's a good question. Uh, there isn't actually a stigma on where we go. I'm trying to, I've been serving South Temecula mostly because that is where all the food was coming from. Um, I, it said in an uh, ad somewhere that I had 40 volunteers. I'm building volunteers. I'm building drivers. But we serve isolated seniors first. Um, wounded veterans and veterans, second, 
also um, cancer patients, anyone that's at risk still, they can't go out. They can't go out and get their own food. So I'm trying to make it, number one, and it kind of goes with how we both believe in healthy food. So we're not just doing cans. We're doing uh, farmers bring us, you know, fresh food. We get food for hope from um, Doc and Beth. And uh, so we try to make it as healthy as possible, and we deliver weekly, pretty much seven days a week. So to front front porch, so they kind of know now. They're, we're getting in a system where you have Monday driver, Tuesday driver, and they're really good boxes of food. There are two or three boxes of fresh milk and vegetables, um, hamburger, meat. You know, we have someone that donates um, fresh meat and chicken and pork, and uh, even for vegans, for people that don't eat meat. So we're getting some really good food. It's not just uh, canned food. Wow, that's great teamwork. So we're serving everyone, and we're, we're branching out to Marietta, and there's some a couple people in Menifee. So it is actually branching out um, bigger than we are. <laughs> so we're getting more drivers and more volunteers, wow. and they're coming from all over. Well, that is amazing. I have a question really for both of you, and I want the first part of it to go to uh, Dr. Parker because it's on his bio that he does this. How does it feel knowing delivering food to homes is changing people's lives? It's awesome. Um, I've had more tears in my eyes in the last uh, year than I've had, you know, in the last, you know, five years, to be honest. Um, When people are coming up to us and telling the stories, you know, um, how they were didn't know what to do. Uh, I, I heard a story today. <laughs> person, uh, they both got COVID, husband and wife, and and, uh, and they just can't believe. My wife is a chef. So when she prepares a box of food, it's not just a bunch of cans. She prepares all the fixings for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So she'll give a box of, uh, it's, a, it's a balanced meal. And these people are recognizing that, that, that we're just not sitting there, you know, you know, throwing cans of food out there. We're actually putting together meals that are nourishing, healthy. And uh, it just, to me, it's worth all the, all the work and all the things that, that around it because um, it's just, I've just never, I've not seen this much love, you know, for a long time. And that's, I'm hooked on it, I guess. In the middle of a, a global pandemic. <laughs> Well, Terry Sue, how does it know? How do you feel knowing that it's your idea that's do, brought all this forth? I'm, I'm actually honored because these people are sharing their lives with me, and they feel safe enough to trust me and to share that they are um, not being able to feed their families. I had a lady at 65, 72 said, "You know, they private message me. Um, I don't take a lot of pictures. I don't want to, um, you know, invade their privacy. But it's really hard." It is really hard for people to ask for food. And they asked me why I'm doing it. And I said, I've been hungry. I have been hungry. I've had to use a food bank. So I just used um, common sense. And it, it actually, I'm getting just as much from giving the food as they are getting. And I think that they feel that. I think they feel that with me. And so they trust me. And they um, were able to reach out and say, I never thought at 73 I would have to ask for food. I've worked my whole life, but they didn't know where to turn. So I feel that we are actually, people are putting tires on their cars instead of having to buy food for 11 months, and we're getting them back on their feet. So we are making a difference, and that's, that's, that's important to me. That's and for both of you, Noah again here in the control room, what's been the hardest part of this whole process? Obviously, you guys got a big heart. You guys love to give. You guys love helping people out. But I know there's probably stumbling blocks along the way. And when you reach those stumbling blocks, what motivates you to just keep going and to take it to the next level? I think that the stories for me, um, right now, I am still doing 99% of the boxing because I'm having a hard time letting go of the control because I don't think anybody can make the box like I make it. And I actually have two drivers now, and it's actually being on cement for 11 hours and being in there um, doing it. So the physical part, because I'm not a spring chicken anymore, but um, and, and the funding for it because the 501, even though we have a nonprofit status, we haven't gotten any grants or anything yet. It's absolutely you have to keep marketing and pushing and posting. We need food. We need chicken. We need turkeys. We need family adopted so you have to be uh, 100% the social media you have to be the um, programmer you have to be the um, keep the refrigerators clean you have to keep everything jack of all trades jack of all trades and so just letting more people in and letting me know that share the share the love share let them feel what I've been feeling and I know they can do it and they deserve that so just accepting help because I'm wearing out (laughs) after a year the, uh, the 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 crazy thing for me is my my biggest frustration basically is 
you may have noticed my wife has some energy and she wants to do everything and she does and she doesn't want to let it go and being a business background person i, I believe in in leverage and I, I, my my thing is delegate or die you have to delegate <laughs> i'm there and uh and and i've I ran my businesses that way. I always had them. So they can't. You can't scale. You can't grow. And a team. There's no I in team. You know. It's all. It's about having a team. And so that's kind of where, if anything, is challenging. We're kind of you know rubbing against each other in those areas. I want to um, turn this thing. You know, get some more help and 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 have her not spend ninety percent of her time there, and take a day off. <laughs> we just, we just, we're asking for Sundays to, to, for ourselves, please. Got to recharge the batteries sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. So we do. But I get recharged when I make the boxes and I go, oh my gosh, you know, it's my, everybody says you need a reason when you wake up in the morning, you have to have a passion. Well, you know, when you look at a family, get back on their feed and somebody's going for a job interview or they say, you know, I'm getting testimonial now that I, I get through and tears are coming down and they're writing them down saying, you know, we were able to, uh, we were able to survive because we didn't have to worry about our food for the last two weeks or something so we were able to go do something else or buy medicine so you know i have been at thinking about this question for a little bit I, I know that you provide a lot of services to our senior communities but you also deal with the veterans as well can you talk yeah. about that a little bit um short answers i have the most respect we went to washington dc on that um rv trip and i went to the wall and I met a brother who had a brother that didn't come home. And I never was taught that in high school. I was never taught what the veterans went through and the wounded warriors went through and, um, and what their challenges was and what they're going through now. And so I have a huge space. I respected what they did. They fought for our country and the way they were treated when they came back. I didn't learn that until a few years ago when I actually went to Washington, D.C. and saw the wall. So um, helping them and you and. And getting a medal, like I left food out for a veteran a few weeks ago, and it was about six or seven boxes of fresh food, and I got a text, and he said, man, I'm crying, I'm crying in your driveway. And when I went out there, he had left me a medal of excellence. So for that food, he was so appreciative of that food, just food. It's not a luxury. You need to eat. He left me, and they only gave out one. And I felt bad taking it, but it was an honor or you know, to take it, but it was a medal of excellence for um what was it? The weapon? He was he was special special forces. Special forces. And so he and came. he didn't want to take the food for nothing, you know. So he left he left a medal of excellence. That was huge. So wow. the, the gratitude from the veterans, yeah, the gratitude from the seniors, the gratitude from people is um, infectious, humbling, and uh, and 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 that to me is keeps me going. Um, this is a question for both of you. What people, organizations, resources, and services have helped you grow in this nonprofit? Um, we'll start with you, Bruce. The, uh, the, the our neighbors, the people. Um, right now, we haven't. Um, we've we've had a few organizations. The the Chamber of Commerce, Temecula. The people in that have have come and helped us. Um, we've had uh, uh, some realtors that um, last year we we had the. When things were shut down, uh, the senior center, center they couldn't have their senior party. They, they donated a tree, and uh, we ended up, you know, giving that tree to somebody else. And and so um, the people are starting to hear about us, um, and that's our our next ploy is is um, trying to really connect more with the, with the businesses that may, that may want to, you know, uh, stand behind us a little bit, so we can uh, go ahead and service these people at a higher level. What about you, Terry Sue? Um, I'm working with more and more people all the time, uh, the se- senior center and the uh, the veterans, and also with Michelle's place. We have the Chamber of Commerce. We have the Rotary approached me. A gentleman from the Rotary actually walked in and said, I like what you're doing, and I want to help. We want to wrap the truck. We want to get sponsors for that. This big Ford truck drive around, that's what we're picking the food up. Food for Hope, which is DOC. Uh, they're local in Temecula. Uh, they, we go pick up 30, 40 boxes of um, fresh food or dairy every week, and they load it for us. Volunteers load it. Um, but really, it's the community and families and adopting families and uh, seniors feeding seniors, so the ones that still can do. So I, I'm just now getting out and connecting with as many of the nonprofits that I can and the businesses because I have a good Poor and a, good, a trust in the community so that they can sponsor us. Businesses can sponsor us seniors, so we're starting that. You guys are doing some fantastic things. We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and finish having this great discussion. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. 
There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I would never know, I would never get enough or hear joy and people giving. You know, Giving so. and love and being a good Samaritan. As you said, a great Samaritan. We need more people like these two fine individuals. Oh, man. We, we, we need for the word to wake up because uh, I agree. I believe Amen. it's all about giving. And, and uh, listen to the audience. Uh, I know I forgot to give the phone number a couple of times. I was so deep into <laughs> the conversation. If you want to call in and ask these two great people a question, that's 1-888-344-1170. That's one 1170 you know, so uh, I got a question. Uh, Terry Sue. Yes. And, and Bruce. Uh, Thank doc, you. Dr. Bruce. Uh, you guys are giving and doing all of these things, and there is no expectation in return. Where is the jo- I mean, what makes, what do you consider payoff for what you're giving? I'll take that question. Yes. You want? <laughs> for, for me, as I said, I think giving, as I was brought up to know, is receiving. And I think every time I pack a box, every day I get up, I need a passion too. And when I go out to that garage, I go, oh my gosh, how many do I have today? I line up the addresses and the people. And making the boxes, I feel I'm getting back just as much. What would I have done this last year? You know, I lost uh, my job right at the beginning of the pandemic and took action. I can't just sit around and collect unemployment. That's not me. Help. Give, it, it comes back, and it's coming back twicefold, you know. It, but birth. as far as expectations, you know, I, I, I learned early on. I had a, I had a great mentor, um, and, and I learned the lesson that you give without, without expectation, and you'll receive tenfold. It's actually, mm-hmm. you know, biblical um, about tithing. And so, and so in this situation, I have a vision of delivering this service to the, these people that so desperately need our help right now. And I just believe in universal law that as we give, you know, we, we seem to always be taken care of. The other day we were, had no place for any more food and somebody <laughs> said, do you need a freezer? Like this within an hour and then yeah. that thing was delivered to us. So it's just like things are happening in, in, in such a, you know, almost a divine way that um, uh, it's just encouraging. And I just believe strongly that um, little things we're going to do, uh, people are going to come, they're going to want to uh, response to the wrap of my truck. They're going to want to, um, you know, have a corporate, you know, uh, involvement with us and, and, and help because, you know, we do have 
you know, the electricity in Temecula is <laughs> is expensive, and you know, with all the things. And so, but it seems like we're just being provided for. So, I, my expectation basically is just to keep the lights on. You know, we were, we were listening to Tony Robbins the other day, and he's talking about wanting to feed a billion people. And I go, so what do we do? Like a million? And, <laughs> <laughs> but we want to feed. I, we want to see. I don't want to put a limit on it. I want to. Yeah. So, we want to feed as many people and help as many people as we can get back into life. Because during this pandemic, a lot of people, you know, have kind of, you know, contracted, stayed home, played games. Uh, and, and, and this thing has um, exploded because the need is there. And it's not it's just as much the visit as the food, I believe, for the seniors and the veterans and the people that are isolated to get them back on their feet and back to be active in their community um, with with the healthy food. I don't want to just give out um, boxes of cans. I still want to keep it healthy. And I feel that if we can um, get them out of isolation and get them back on their feet, that we're doing a service there, too. They can go back to work. Their kids can go back to school. They're just going back to school. So you need food. Food brings people together. You have to have food for energy. And so. So if food is involved, there's going to be a, a community that it comes together. And it, it just keeps showing up. And I keep asking for it. <laughs> this question for both of you. What additional resources are most needed to feed more people in need? What What is the most need right now you need? The most need right now um, is capital uh, so we can f- fund our infrastructure. We our have a, we have a, a three-car garage that started off as a one-car <laughs> garage for the pantry and a two-car garage for our cars. The cars don't have any more uh, clout, so now the, <laughs> the two-car garage is a three-car garage, uh, and my vision is to get uh, a, f- a few more freezers and another refrigerator um, and also to be able to put – cushioning on the floor the standing on concrete all day is killing my wife you know so we want to uh, we've been buying these um pads to stand on um and uh that's really you know all we need is, is to be able to um you know store the stuff and keep it keep it uh frozen and, and keep buy- it healthy and uh and be able to um you know, buy get more food and then we need uh, and to buy more food we need uh, we need more food and um if you saw our uh, christmas time it was um, – we were giving away – giving tri-tips. Uh, tri-tips and hams, and it wasn't cheap stuff. I mean, because we believe, you know, in, in nourishing people. But, and, and it's crazy, but the people that we're working with, the people that want to support us, that, that's what they're bringing. They're, yes. they're bringing foods from the uh, health food stores, things like that. So, um, Let's not forget Lisa. Yeah, and we have one woman, Lisa, um, who – the first time she called us, she says, would you mind – Picking up, or do we have to deliver? You know, I said, no, we'll come pick it up. And she says, well, I have a, a little car and I have a truck. She goes, bring the truck. And so we brought the I truck, and she, and she um, gave multiple thousands of dollars of, of, of meat and uh, different types of assortments of meat. And, and she, she uh, is our greatest supporter. She's also now on our board. She still and, is today. And she's um, over a year now. She's been uh, a great supporter. So m- more people like that. <laughs> <laughs> And she expects uh, nothing what? in return. Nothing. Not well, even regular. Go ahead. Those, those are great. And I want I got a follow-up question to Michelle's. And, you know, it's really uh, helping you to help others. Where and how often do you ask for food and charitable donations? And put it out there. What kinds of organizations, individuals, and businesses are you uh, looking for funding support from? Right now, we actually have a GoFundMe page. It's under Good Samaritan Community Food Pantry. And um, I think it just hit 1000 the other day, but that we just had a, a couple hundred dollar um, donation. So the GoFundMe page has been our um, biggest ally right now. And also, um, we have a web, uh, being in design from the chamber, um, Beatrice made a beautiful website for us. So you can find us everywhere. You can find us. If you go Google Good Samaritan Temecula, um, you'll find us. You'll see ABC7 Temecula Woman. You'll find us. If you look, press Enterprise, you'll find us. Our phone number is everywhere. Our address is everywhere. And in a year, we have not had one negative thing happen. So we are, um, it is a vessel for all that giving. So we um, are reaching, actually, people are reaching out to us. I post on social media. I post on Facebook daily. So I interact with people. And then on the Facebook page, we have a Good Samaritan Community Food Pantry Facebook page. So a lot of social media. Where else? And also, um, I really like working with uh, um, 
social the, the um Rotaries and what, what are they called? The Rotary Club, Toastmasters, and, and Toastmasters. Rotary, know, Chamber of Commerce. But the general word for the so, service service oriented, yes, social service organizations because they're, they're, those are the people that that they rally around. So I want to have more and more connections with as many of the uh, organizations in, in town as we can. Um, and, and bottom line, the also uh, the the business people um, are in those organizations too, mm-hmm. and uh, and so maybe helping us maybe do a, a, a golf uh, tournament or, or different types of food uh, or drives whatever within those organizations, and I think that would be our best connections. Uh, getting. As they say, that with the movers and shakers of Temecula. As well as the schools, the high school, St. Um, St. Jean's, they, um, they come over and donate. Uh, they had a golf tournament. They had extra iced teas. It was thousands of dollars worth of iced tea and said, we have two carloads. Do you need it? That was yesterday. I just opened up the garage. and that was the, That's all the rest of the room. <laughs> so the children are getting in it. The Boy Scouts of America are getting in it. The Girl Scout cookie girls got into it. We have hundreds of boxes. Um, so it's getting the kids involved, too. Watching their parents give is counteracting. They're watching. You know, the kids are watching all this happen. They've, nobody's ever gone through a global pandemic. So we are setting a, we are setting a new, um, what do you call it? Trend. A new trend because <laughs> nobody else is doing it. Nobody's delivering. And it's needed because some people aren't getting out. But the children are watching their parents give. And then the children are getting involved, too. So our next generation is going to be a generation of givers because they went through a global pandemic. Wow. We are toward the end of the show how can, uh, real quickly, how can people volunteer if uh, they wanted to help out? Call, call us. Um, text. <laughs> I can't answer the phone. We, uh, we need people to help drive now. Um, we're, we're, the, unique, the uniqueness of the Good Samaritan uh, food, Community Food Pantry is that we deliver uh, without contact to the front door. So that so that no one's you know you know touching people and, and people that are are at risk feel comfortable. So um, uh, adults who have the time um, that, that have that have a car or whatever is wonderful. So what what is that phone number? No phone is? number is nine five one four one five five seven three one and it does have an answering machine please leave a message because i'm usually packing boxes texting is great and our address is three two one two seven camino robago temecula we're off temecula parkway behind a home depot and i am usually there or driving but yeah yeah so uh you, you heard them please reach out and help these wonderful folks uh it's all about giving you know uh, the good samaritans uh temecula i want to thank Mm-hmm. Terry Sue Parker for taking time. I want to thank Dr. Bruce Parker for taking time to come on uh, the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. I'd like to thank uh, my co-hosts, uh, uh, Michelle Cooley, my uh, show contributor, uh, Chuck Trinoni, my great, great producer, uh, Noah. And I'd like to thank our listening audience for taking the time to do this. Remember, we're always looking for uh, sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message. We'll be back on tomorrow, same time, same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.